All righty. Welcome, 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 welcome to Everything Goes. Oh, Yanni's here. Holy jeez. Everybody's jumping in. <laughs> hey, look at that. Look at that. We'll give it a minute. Everybody come on in kind of thing. Yeah, I just seen you. I just seen you jump in. Even Mel found the place. <laughs> She's in here too. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that was pretty quick. Uh, All righty. Wow. Yeah, I sent out an email to everybody, and then uh, Mel sent me a thing saying, I just think the saying 5.20 a.m. I, I don't know how that even got there, but it did. So anyway, at least we know 15 people got their email. <laughs> at least 15. So hey, everybody, hey, how's everybody doing? I'm glad you made it. Um, let me see what I got here. Oh, we're going to play some stuff today. And some of you are going to be enthralled. Some of you are going to be, are you kidding? You might actually put the F word there too. <laughs> some of you might say, oh, really? You know, so it's it's going to be one of those things that, um, I know I had something else here. Where to go now? No. Ah, oh yeah, this is going to be a beauty. Let's see where we're at right now. Give me a second. Oh, okay, I'm still climbing in. People are climbing in, climbing in. Cool. All right, I'm going to play something from the Croatian president of Croatia so that you all can hear um, Okay, I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, no, inter interpret. I'm sorry to interpret. But I was wondering. <laughs> sorry to interpret. <laughs> Where is Dave? Where is Dave? Dave is in the ether. He films the videos. So interrupt. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. So let me play this from the president of Croatia. So everybody has an understanding. You know, uh, uh, what's really going on today. So you're not getting, you know, podcasters saying stuff or people, whatever, you know, fabricating things. This is interesting. So let me get this set up. Hold on. Okay. Give me a second here. Poštovani kolege, dragi građani, vjerovati da farmaceutska industrija želi zdrave građane je isto kao i vjerovati da vojna industrija želi mir u svijetu. Dragi građani, BlackRock, Vanguard i State Street, fondovi za koje većina ljudi nikada u svom životu nije čuli, kontroliraju imovinu u vrijednosti višoj 15 trilijuna dolara. Ti fondovi imaju udjele u svim važnim farmaceutskim, medijskim, oružanim, transportnim tvrtkama i bankama. Kada čitamo javno dostupne podatke svih najvećih kompanija na svijetu, konstantno dobivamo istu strukturu vlasništva 
u kojima su najveći dioničari Vanguard i Blackrock, najveći dioničari Pfizer, Moderna i Johnson Johnson, ponovno su naravno Vanguard i Blackrock. Što više, deset najvećih farmaceutskih kompanija u 2021. godini, oni u njih šest imaju također vlasničke. Sve kompanije koje su proizvele cijepljivom za COVID-19 imaju većinski vlasnički udio upravo u vlasničku. I forgot he was speaking Croatian, so he was speaking in tongues. So what I'm going to do is I'll play it again. This way, and I'll break. I'll, I'll, you know, take a break and repeat what he's saying. The link, I believe, is already up on top. If not, it'll be in the, uh, it'll be in the email. But let me. He said, he starts off. Who rules the world? Wars and pandemics. Biden, Putin. He's gonna need their BlackRock and Vanguard. So let me continue here for a second. I'll play a little bit of this. Poštovani kolege, dragi građani. He said, dear colleagues, um, go back a little bit, and dear citizens, and then he goes into believing that the pharmaceutical industry wants healthy citizens is the same as believing that the military industrial industry wants peace. <laughs> so, you know, he's basically, you know, telling us the, the reality of life. Dear citizens, BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, investment funds that most people have never heard of, controls assets worth more than $15 trillion. These uh, funds have shares in all important pharmaceutical, media, arms, transport companies, and banks. When we look at the publicly available data of all the largest companies in the world, we constantly get the same ownership structure in which the largest shareholders are Vanguard, BlackRock, the largest shareholders of Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson Johnson, and again, of course, Vanguard and BlackRock. So, FYI, for those of you who aren't aware, Ontario today declared that they're not going to force a mandate yet. And they're expecting Canadians in Ontario to comply to voluntarily suffocate them. I mean, putting on a mask over their face. Now, I was gone all day today, and I just got in about a half hour before the show. And I did notice some people wearing a mask. Not much. For the most part, I'd say probably about 95, 98% of the people that I saw did not wear a mask. Did not wear one. And then you walk in and you see these young people and these dumb people walking around with a mask. Outside, walking around with a mask. Unbelievable. And then when you hear the actual request 
They want you to wear the mask indoors all the time. Means your house, your school, your church, your, your shopping plaza, shopping mall, uh, places of assembly. Now we know why. Vanguard, BlackRock own large shares in Moderna, one of their bioweapons factories. Pfizer, another one of their bioweapons factories. Johnson & Johnson, another bioweapons factory. And um, AstraZeneca, another weapons manu- bioweapons manufacturing for them. See, the one thing that everybody doesn't realize, for the most part, is that, ah, she made it, okay, uh, and Sherry made it, cool, uh, is that you only make big money in this system if you have a war. War is the biggest, biggest money return on any investment, war. When they're saying they're going to have war because, you know, weapons of mass destruction and we're going to promote democracy and we're going to, oh, we're just going to have war because we need to kill somebody. The banks literally salivate when they hear war. They salivate. It's like a junkie, you know, slobbering all over the place waiting for his fentanyl fix, you know. it. They salivate. They make decent money in mortgages. They make real money in war. So what did they do? They released a bioweapon on the general population. And this bioweapon that they released on the general population wasn't a bioweapon per se. It was a frequency weapon, 6G. Well, everyone's looking at, you know, Moderna and Corona and, you know, Baba Louie, Screwy and everything else. They're targeting people with frequencies and radar waves and go and over the ground, over ground, over the ground waves. EMF, CLS, AM, FM, all kinds of shit. You know, um, war makes money. War makes big money. And they don't make nowhere near the amount on the return on their investment other than war. So it's what they've done. They've declared war on mankind by propagating the bio nano genetic ai lnp operating system into people's body and as these people keep dying what happens they collect the life insurance policies on these people i forget what the government of canada has on each in each citizen in in canada but every time somebody dies the government collects a dividend from insurances. Imagine that. So, uh, we're all looking at 
this is some sort of outbreak. It is an outbreak. It's an dec- open declaration of war. And your politicians are openly declaring war on their citizens in their respective territories, provinces, or states. That's what's going on. How is it that Ford in Ontario, Doug Ford, is so damn stupid that he can't look at Florida, Texas, Georgia, Alabama, and a lot of other states that have not mandated anything, not forced any injections on anybody, and yet life goes on? So Doug Ford must be a general with Black Guard and Vanguard, or Black Rock and Vanguard, and they must have bought him out. Now I'm waiting to see what's going to transpire in Alberta. She's saying, no, we're not going to follow this, and if this offends or it stops, it interrupts or impedes, blah-da-dee, blah-da-da. I wonder if they're trying to set the stage for a civil war in Canada. Because they'd make a shitload of money, wouldn't they? I mean, war makes money. I don't know if Canadians will shoot each other. <laughs> they may shoot the imports that are coming in, but I don't think they'll shoot each other. You know. And maybe if they start this war, maybe perhaps if they start a civil unrest in Canada... Maybe then we could all work together and getting rid of Ottawa and the influence that's in Ottawa. That needs to be removed. All parliamentarians that are part of the WEF need to be sent to Europe. You know, DeSantis, what he did uh, when they were bringing illegal immigrants over to Florida, he wouldn't accept them. So what he did is he put him on a bus and sent him up to Maryland. Now imagine that. Now the Biden regime all had a hairy canary over that. So what if the same thing happened? What if we took every parliamentarian in Canada, every premier, every every mayor that Vanguard and BlackRock have invested in, what if they we sent them all to Klaus Schwab's property. Wonder how they would how they would think about that. <laughs> I'm kind of chuckling at the idea. <laughs> Imagine Trudeau, Paul Bear, and the rest, Doug Ford. Anybody else trying to impose this? declaration of war by forcing people to wear a mask over another fake outbreak. You know, this is such bullshit. What they've done is they've timed the outbreak during flu season. How come none of this happened during the summer months? You know why none of it happened in the summer months? Because the Chinese was running their drills in China. And they were studying the effect of their drills in China. Now, during the drill, we saw several cities that were locked down. Locked down, 26 million over here in this city, 26 million. And they studied the the Asian people in China during the lockdown. Because the Chinese people are pretty submissive. 
They've been break. They've been broken for a long time. So, and Canadians are about the same. Canadians are about the same. The apathy here is so freaking thick. So, we didn't get anything during the summer months, did we? Nothing to talk about. All we heard is they made new injections for this brand new outbreak that they were thinking was coming in. And then China went and did their drills and then wiped out people in, in certain cities that had 26 million plus. They killed a lot of their own people. Now that China has relaxed their um, restrictions, now Canada has begun to engage the same bullshit over again. Imagine that. And I imagine that a lot of Canadians are going to fall for it again. You know, I do. I was just talking to a fellow, uh, a fellow colleague who's actually been doing this longer than I have. And she's telling me she's tired. She's wore out. I know the feeling. And, you know, and you talk to people and she's saying they're so damn stupid. I said, they are so damn stupid. They are. You know. You know, it, it's unbelievable today what we're dealing with today. Years, years ago, a Chinese farmer stood up to the government. They threw him under his tractor. Yeah, that's not a surprise. The guy that stood against the Chinese government in Timberman Square, apparently he died in his 90s in jail. They couldn't let him out because if they let him out, he'd be a hero. Yeah, it's... it's um, I'm at I'm at the stage. If you want to take the third jab, you know you go right ahead. Take the third one, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, the seventh, the eighth, the ninth, and the tenth. Take them all. I figured if you're not willing to take the time to read the data, to check the inserts, to observe the information that's coming across the internet today as far as how many people have died, been damaged, or been screwed over, then you know what? You can have my you can have my dose as well. Because basically they're gonna be dead weight no matter what. If we do go through a tri um, a tribulous time, a turbulent time. These are the type of people you really don't want around you. Because if you're going to go through a turbulent time, you're going to need people that actually can function and think and read and uh, ascertain and, de and determine and interpret. If they're not willing to take the time to read what they're doing, check what they're putting into their bodies, and not willing to take that precious minutes that they need to really understand what we're, what's really happening, my thinking at that point, you know what? Knock yourself out. Knock yourself out. That may sound cruel. It may sound harsh. It may sound 
insensitive. But you know what? My thinking is if you're not if you don't give a shit about your own life to that to a point where you're not willing to take the time to investigate, then nobody else is gonna do that for you either. Yeah, nobody. When people tell me, when people pay me to do a consultation with them about the synthetic biology and the nano infections and the genetics with this, and then decide to look elsewhere for information regarding what, what's up and down. Question I always have in my mind is you paid 60 bucks. At least you could do is try to do it for a while and take a hard look at what's really happening. I'm not sure there's that many people out there talking about synthetic biology. Yeah, I mean, and again, if no one's really talking about synthetic biology or nanogenetics or frequencies, and they're telling you to use remedies that are passe, they may have worked for other things in the past, but today they just won't work. You know, I myself personally encourage people to go ahead, go, go do what you got to do. Go check this out. Go look at this, you know, um, then when they see it, it doesn't work or they see it does work, whatever they see, then they'll know for sure. It amazes me and it astounds me sometimes, you know, what, well, I was talking to my colleague, she was saying, she gave a remedy to somebody, show them how to do it. Use a scoop, put it in water, stir it up and drink it. Not a difficult problem. And what wound up happening was she said they couldn't do it. They were stuck. Again, makes you wonder. Makes you wonder. In regarding to the mental capacity of people today. Oh, for sure, for sure, you know. Um, we're the ones that are opposing this. And once they get, once they kill off enough of these people, all that's going to be left are the ones that are awake that didn't follow or capitulate. We will be the bigger threat then. Stuck as an apprehensive? No, stuck as in stupid. <laughs> no, I mean she's she's also a she's not only a herbalist but she's a pharmacist, and she uses both complementary medicine as well as herbal medicines. And when she's showing people how to do things, she's showing them how to take the scoop or scoop out whatever you got to scoop out, put it in the water and the solution, drink, stir it up, and then drink it. Stuck, can't do it. You know, you get completely, completely, um, I'm not sure. They have, a, they have a brain fart. Ah, uh, I don't know. I, I have seen people unjabbed. 
borderline the same kind of stupidity. So I it may be the shedding, maybe frequencies, you know. Uh, you know, it's amazing to me, just amazing, you know. And the thing is, I'm seeing more of this as well. And she was saying she's wore out, she's got a head, she had you know, head, head pressure, all kinds of stuff. And, and I get it, you know, I get it. So, again, that was the Croatian now. If you're Canadian and you know it, I'd say clap your hands, but then the, the medical people say you got you got to clap and you need an injection. So don't clap your hands. Just acknowledge the fact that you know you're Canadian. <laughs> All right. I'm going to play something else here. Um, you know, um, again, for those of you just recently just came in, uh, welcome to the show. Let me play this as well. Okay, hold on. Oh, yeah. Now, this, this is a beauty. This is a beauty. Now, if you're Canadian, I want you, if you're in Canada, right across pillar to post, top to bottom, I want you to pay attention to this because this, for those of you who are apathetic, for those of you who think, well, I'm just, you know, well, what can we do? I'm, I'm just going to go along. I'm not going to make, I'm not going to rock any boats. I'm going to be just a fine and dandy candy. Oh, you know, whatever. Why don't you listen to this? Because you ain't going to have no money. You ain't going to have no money. And that may sound a little bit, you know, uh, poor, poor uh, grammar. But you're not going to have any money. Probably by January, according to what this guy's saying. Hold on. Here we go. I think we're still in a lot of um, pressure in the in the general economy until probably January. Um, the the U.S. elections are are nobody, regardless of who wins. Um, the other side's just not going to accept it. Uh, our computer's projecting massive civil unrest, you know, uh, next year. And I, I, I'm afraid that Ukraine's going to get even much worse, um, particularly right after November. I mean, it's, <clears throat> I would recommend that, you know, Trudeau had put in as of January 21 that he could cancel currency. Um, right. That is following Europe. All right. So the fact that he could do that, Sarah, well, we're canceling all the high denomination Canadian notes. Right. And the old, like $1,000 $1, exactly. notes, $500 notes. They're no longer of any value. Well, a $1,000 note in the United States from 1934 is still valid. U.S. has never canceled currency and Biden couldn't do that. All right. Um, but Canadians can? He Yes, they passed the law that they can do it. So, I, you know, this is the way they do this things. So First, it was just to, to oh, we're going to cancel all the old currency. Well, that gives them the power to cancel the new currency as well. So I would just recommend that you keep 
you know, a, a stash of some U.S. dollars in cash yep. um, on the side. The, the, the main reason the dollar is the reserve currency is simply because everybody else cancels their currencies. U.S. dollars, 70% of them actually circulate outside the United States. Imagine that. So if they go after the big currencies, let's say, $1,000 bill, the 500 you know, whatever. What's to stop them from taking the 100 the 50 the 20 the 10 the 5 and all you have is loonies and toonies? Or maybe even remove that currency as well. Okay, what's going to happen? See, this is, the, this is the scary thing about living in Canada. We have no checks and balances in the government of Canada. It can do whatever it wants to do because the prime minister has nothing to keep him in step. Even the Senate has moderate power against the, uh, the office of prime minister. There's nothing there to keep him from becoming a dictator. Now, who told them to restrict the currency? Were, were Canadians tired of having $1,000 bills in their, in their wallet? And they wrote to the Prime Minister, Hey, Mr. Prime Minister, we want you to cancel the $1,000 bill. <laughs> you know. Is that what happened? Or did Karl Klaus Schwab say, hey, you'll save yourself a bundle of money if you quit printing up these dollars? You know, something to that effect. Because printing money does cost money. You know, too many uh, printing money does cost you a lot of money to do it. There's a cost factor. So if you eliminate a couple different types of currency, let's say they eliminate the 100, the, the 500, and the $1,000 bill, that's going to save them a bundle. The highest denomination you can get in Canada is a $50 bill. That means it ain't going to be that far behind before they take away the 50, 20, 10, and 5. That means you will be in that conundrum. And if they bring in this digital, which they're also talking about doing, well, again, you're not going to need currency. What are you going to need it for? Now that's this is a, this is something you need to think about. They um buying gold and silver may benefit in a bartering situation, but it's not going to help you in a digital situation. I tell you, gold holds its value, and gold will do this, and gold will do that, provided gold can be utilized as currency. If it can't be utilized as currency, then all you can utilize it for is trade, nothing else. Because nothing, there's going to be nothing in the system that will accept gold. Talking to somebody uh, while I was out, and we're talking about gold and silver. 
And I had the same conversation with a buddy of mine that, suffered, that survived the Second World War. He said gold was useless. Uh, you couldn't trade it during the Second World War. Nobody could trade. It was too valuable. It had, had a high value rating. Silver was more predominantly utilized. Tony, have you read The Protocols of Zion? Yes, I have. Matter of fact, I've even done a show on it uh, some time ago. Uh, around the same time, um, <clears throat> around the same time, uh, Sharia law was being advocated and the same time that the Noahide laws were also being advocated. So basically in the Protocols of Zion, if you're not part of that Zionist cult or that Zionist tribe, you don't, you, all you are to them is a piece of shit that they can use any way they like. That's pretty much it in a nutshell. You know, when they, when you read the articles there and they say that, for instance, let's say a Zionist needs a heart and somebody who is not considered a Zionist, they can kill that person, take their heart and put it in the person that needs a heart. That's their perspective. So basically, most people today under the protocols of Zion would be wiped out. You can't mention the name of Jesus in, in that or in the Noahide laws. In fact, if you mention the name of Jesus in the Noahide laws, you can actually lose your head over it. So yeah, I have read him. Uh, I know what they're about. Uh, and nobody in their right mind should it be advocating them? Uh, so, Revelations 3 9, those who say they are Jews but are not born of the synagogue, who are not, are born of the synagogue of Satan, and will make them bow down, and they will know, they will know I loved you. I think that's what I'm saying. And they will know I loved you. Um, yeah. Well, there's a lot out there. I was reading something the other day. Um, I think it was Psalms 10. Let's see if I still have it. Give me a second. Psalms 10 sounded like today. It, it really did. Um, take a look here if I have it. Because I, I was reading it, and I thought, well, isn't that something? It correlated really well to uh, what's going on right now. And, um, okay, let me see if I do it this way then. Okay. Um, give me one second. think it was you know i look up bible gateway and one thing that annoys me about bible gateway they keep opening up to the new international version what a load of crap but anyway here we go geneva i think psalm 10 let me see here
Hey, I can't. Psalm 10. Let's see what it says. Yeah, if you read Psalms 10, uh, I'm using the Geneva version, but Geneva 1599. But you can read that, and it really sounds like um, it sounds like these people we got running the show today. The wicked with pride that persecute the poor, let them be taken into crafts that they have imagined because they're trying to inject and kill all the poor people as well. For the wicked had made boast of his own heart's desire and the covetousness blessed himself. He contempt the Lord. The wicked is so proud that he seeketh not God. He thinketh always there is no God. His ways always prosper. Thy judgment are high above his sight. Therefore defied he, he all his enemies. He saith in his heart, I shall never be moved nor be in danger. His mouth is full of cursing and deceit and fraud. Under his tongue is mischief and iniquity. He lieth wait in the villages and the secret places that he murdered the innocent. His eyes are bent against the poor. This is what's going on right now. This is what the Canadian government has done. Almost to a T. They go into the reserves uh, when nobody's aware of it. They wipe out uh, the native population there. You know. Uh, so, you know, when you see this stuff and you see what they did in the United States, warp speed. <laughs> That's warp speed. And who did they kill? Who did they target? You know. So... I live a few miles from the Kennedy Space Center for the past three-ish years. They have been sending rockets of just about every week. I wondered why Patrick Air Force Base is near me, and I uh, see neon purple beams shooting up the sky. Uh, sky soon. Yeah. It may, now the seven, if you're seeing purple light or black light, that's your 7G frequency as well. Now that's your 7G. And with the 7G, you can communicate and send programs in that frequency. That's what they're doing. Um, yeah, there was something else here. Give me a second. Okay. Now, there's been some podcaster... For about 15 years, has been saying not to eat any rice. And I have a pretty good idea who he is. And he's been saying not to eat these grains because they're all been hijacked. Grains, pseudo-grains, oat, barley, rye, all of it. And... Today's somebody sent me something here from, uh, I think, Down Under with rice, basmati rice. I'm going to play this so that you will hear it from another source. Don't eat any rice. Hold on.
Here we go. I feel literally physically sick. So I eat this rice an awful lot. And for a few months, I've been feeling that this rice looks too white, too clean. I went online and did a bit of research and there's a test you can do to see if your rice is rice or if it's plastic. This rice comes in what looks like a hessian bag with no plastic liner and I did often wonder how it doesn't get damp, how it doesn't get damaged. So the test includes cooking the rice, putting it in a jar and leaving it for three days. If no mold appears after three days, your rice is plastic. I cooked this uh, Maharaja rice um, three days ago. I put it warm into a sealed container so that, you know, damp occurred. And you can still see the damp in there, bottom left. Waiting patiently to see if I could grow mold on my rice. No mold has grown on my rice and... I'm absolutely horrified. So I went online to see who owns this company and it's owned straight above by a company called Ostindo International Foods. And the owners of Ostindo International Foods are MTR Foods from what I can discover online. The owner of MTR Foods is Orkla and a shareholder in Orkla is the Vanguard Group. I say again, there is no mold after three days on my rice. The Vanguard Group. Who's that again? <laughs> the ones with the real power. The ones we don't see. Like I said, there's big money in war. Big money in war. So you got to think, if they were, if China and India have 1.3 to 1.5 billion, that's over half the population of the planet, or one third of the population of the planet, sorry. So they would have to kill those people. They would have to poison those people. And since rice is the main staple in both of those countries, it would be the go-to grain or, or pseudo-grain to poison the general population. You know, as a result, as a result, um, <laughs> They decided to incorporate the rest of the world. Since rice is a cheap thing to grow, it's even cheaper to make. <laughs> How would you like your rice today? Plasticized? <laughs> you know, how, how would you like your rice today? <laughs> I think there was something else I wanted to play here. We played that. We played that. 
Okay, we played that. Huh. Missing something here. All right. Okay, this is about another remote neural monitoring. So we're gonna I'm gonna play a little bit of this as well. Just so you have an idea how the war is going. Oh, well, that's interesting. What's happening here? Oh, where to go? Where to go? Where to go? Oh, no. Oh, great. Okay. Well, anyway, I got to play something again real quick because I forgot I had something on the stove before I did the show, and I can smell it, so hopefully I didn't burn it. So give me one second. I'm going to I'm going to replay the thing about the rice just so you have an idea of what's going on. Give me one second. Here we go. I feel literally physically sick. So I eat this rice an awful lot. And for a few months, I've been feeling that this rice looks too white, too clean. I went online and did a bit of research and there's a test you can do to see if your rice is rice or if it's plastic. This rice comes in what looks like a hessian bag with no plastic liner and I did often wonder how it doesn't get damp, how it doesn't get damaged. So the test includes cooking the rice, putting it in a jar and leaving it for three days. If no mold appears after three days, your rice is plastic. I cooked this uh, Maharaja rice um, three days ago. I put it warm into a sealed container so that, you know, damp occurred. And you can still see the damp in there, bottom left. Waiting patiently to see if I could grow mold on my rice. No mold has grown on my rice and I'm absolutely horrified. So I went online to see who owns this company and it's owned straight above by a company called Ostindo International Foods. And the owners of Ostindo International Foods are MTR Foods from what I can discover online. The owner of MTR Foods is Orkla, and a shareholder in Orkla is the Vanguard Group. I say again, there is no mold after three days on my rice. <laughs> okay, I'm back. And I didn't burn nothing, so we're good. <laughs> forgot about that. I, I just turned it on and left to come do the show, and I, oh, and I can smell it. I said, oh, oh, so... So it's good. So when I'm done, I'll have a meal. It's ready to go. Anyway, um, you know, <laughs> there you go. Um, the Like I said, you know, war makes money. War makes money. And if you really pay attention to the um, the way the war is being fought, it all has to do with genetics, biochemistry, uh, and uh, nanotechnology today. You don't need a bullet. All you need is an antenna. 
all you need today is an antenna and a program. And if you can insert that operating system into somebody's body, you can now activate that program anywhere, anytime, any place on the planet. Amazing, isn't it? Just amazing. So again, when we're looking at the whole, the big picture here, in regarding to war, you don't have to send a military contingency anywhere unless you have an uprising against your agenda. When Canada was protesting the truck protests in Ottawa and in Windsor and in Alberta and throughout the country, they sent a military contingency, probably UN peacekeeping, dressed like Canadian police. That's my thinking anyway. And they, again, violated people's personal rights and freedoms, if we've ever had any. See, they can do what they do, not because you're free. It's because they own you. We've all heard the, the, the identification number in your birth certificate and your uh, any number that they've given you, your social insurance number, social security number. It's all indicative of their ownership over you. We got hacked before we were even born. So again, when we're looking at the whole scenario, they've been waging war on us since the day we walked on the planet, since the day we, we entered the planet. Well, the end goal is always about power. They just read that Psalms there, Psalms 10. How do you interpret that? When you read it, they've even rejected God and they feel that they're untouchable. No, no harm will come to them. This is all about power. You know, all about power. And when it's all said and done and they got their contingencies all divided up, they will wage war with themselves to see who's going to rule. It's the way it always, always has been. Uh, subspecies, again, you could, you could say that too. Uh, constant of becoming a human or a transhuman. See, we've gone from man to human to transhuman seems like there's been a de-evolution along the way taking everybody further and further and further away from god god made man in his image after his own likeness now we're down to a point where what are you are you a machine are you a biology? Are you an integrated biological machine? You know, yeah, corrupting the image of God. And this whole plan is, is about doing just that. Uh, um, it may be already up here. Hold on. Uh, 
Who's running you? Hold on. Uh, it's about losing your money. Uh, okay. Let me see here. It's on Twitter. Um, it'll be on the show for sure. I posted in the uh, email. Well, let me see if I can find it here real fast. Alrighty. Well, it's right there on the left, my my right side. So you may have to take a photo of it, uh, and then maybe type that in. But when I when I put it on the email for today's uh, broadcast email, uh, it'll be there. The link will be there, so you'll be able to highlight and copy it. Um, you know it um but yeah we're we're looking at everything's about war pretty much i've been telling people forever not to use any grain any cereal any rice any pasta no pseudo grain like buckwheat millet rye because it's been all genetically modified anyway and um so if you're storing, and I said this before, even those survival food companies are selling you, you know, survival food. That's a hijack. That's a total hijack because those foods have a lot of soy, natural and artificial flavors, which are going to abort baby proteins. Okay. And if they got any kind of pasta in there, that too may be a plasticizer. So... You eat, you're eating all this shit thinking you're going to survive and you wind up dead because the food you ate caused cancer and you had nothing in your repertoire to take out the cancer. Can they, uh, yeah, you can put them in that. Sure, why not? You know, just make sure you take an adequate amount. If you're putting them in a double zero capsule, that's about 700 milligrams. So you're going to need to take at least... Um, uh, seven capsules to get the equivalent of a teaspoon. So, you know, a lot of these survival things that they're pumping out there, again, it's a sabotage. You know, it, it um, it's an old military way, a strategy if you get removed from the territory, then you poison the water and poison the land. So if they do decide to grow stuff or, or use the water, the water they use and the food they grow will kill them anyway. You know. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's about war. That's why I tell you, when you go to the grocery store, Look for things you can buy at the grocery store because right now they're not going to put the um, the high level of poisons like they would in some of these survival foods. You're still going to have some kind of contamination, regardless, you know. But um, so, yeah. So when you're looking at, for instance, getting a can of tuna right now that's just got water, salt, and fish. The biggest thing you're going to probably be dealing with is where they caught that tuna. 
they caught it in waters that are, that are surrounded by industry, then the, the fish is going to have toxic metals in there, which you can then, uh, again, remove by adding either onion or garlic or some other form of sulfur. Uh, what, what does she want to know? Okay, Tony Jala, Jaja uh, asking about 7G waves in Florida. Okay, what do you want to know? Those purple lights are emitting a 7G frequency. What they're designed to do primarily is to um, um, affect you in a way where you're irrational, emotional, and unstable. If you watch some of the TV shows, there was a TV series called The Flash. And when you got into the later series, you saw that purple black light beam in the background of the show. So whenever they were trying to promote an emotional scenario, when you got hit with it, it, when you were watching, you would get hit with these beams. They would amplify um, the effect of the emotional scenario they were propagating. You know. So, yeah, she's been heavily symptomatic. Okay, what I am doing, Sarah Gold every morning. Can I do SDS in the evening at the same time? Uh you should be doing SDS in the evening anyway before bed so that when you wake up in the morning, you hit the toilet and let go. Uh, there are streetlights in my area now. So obviously, purple, blue, about 9,000 on the Calvin scale. Yeah. So you're... I believe that's also on the terahertz scale. You'll have to look, but I think that's where it's shooting at as well. Uh so, yeah, these, these lights will affect you. They may hit you with a wave of depression, anxiety, fear, doubt, anger, rage, agitation. They specifically seem to be targeting the um, emotional aspect of a person. You know, so again... If you're out and about and they're running or flashing, again, wearing the yellow lenses will help. Again, because there is a blue spectrum in that. Um, I believe the 7G has a red and blue. One's infrared and one's, uh, I forget the other one now. But they, again, you can neutralize one of the spectrums. You have to understand, blue beam or blue light, you have no filter. You have to wear a yellow lens in order to diffract or deflect the uh, blue blue beams. You know. How do you clean the pads on your spike after you spike your poop? Just rinse them. Just rinse them. I'm going to be using them in the next level. And again, you got to remember, the, the solution I'm using is basically a salt water solution. And I do add borax to it too sometimes and maybe a little TSP so for better penetration permeation with the TSP to get into the uh, meat. Uh, so I just rinse them off and reuse them. Um, and if they get to a point where they're damaged, I just cut off the ends and put a new, a new set of pads on there. Um, oh, so let me see here. Not a worry. Got here. 
<laughs> okay, give me a second. All right. Okay, along with that 7G thing, um, there's a thing called remote neural monitoring. And this really explains how that works and what it really does. And so what happens or what can happen oh, um, in regarding to these frequencies, this allows them access, control, um, to, well, not to control, but to be able to put, th put things in place to better control you. Uh, let me see if I can find this on YouTube, videos, and see here. Um, really, there's nothing here on it, video-wise. I was going to send you to a video. Anyway, I will send you to the link. I think it's important that you see the link anyway. Uh, and again, when I tell you that um, we are in a war I'm not kidding and there's no government agency overseeing this either as far as the major gov government agencies are concerned they don't want to know what's going on there's your link you can see it okay they don't they don't want to know they had so many complaints from people that the uh, MK Ultra were experimenting with back in the uh, I believe the 70s, 60s and 70s that the government made them ban their experiments. But what wound up happening was they just went elsewhere to do their experiments. You know, they went to Europe, they went to China, they went to Asia, went to Australia, they came to Canada. At the time they were doing the studies, Michigan and the United States and Quebec, Montreal, Quebec, were very heavily into it. So what wound up happening was they were doing the experiments and then exchanging data. So a lot of the, a lot of the things that we're watching on television watching on the internet, watching on YouTube or BitChute or Rumble, watching on any other, any movie you're watching, any radio you're listening to, any music you're listening to, has all been designed to create some sort of assault on your brain. That's why I quit listening to music. That's why I quit, I quit watching television. Um... I watch certain things uh, today to see where a lot of this came from. Uh, uh, somebody sent me a cartoon, and I went and looked up another cartoon that I was watching when I was a kid. And in there, in the cartoon, now you have to remember, the cartoon was done in 1966. 1966. And they're showing you reptoid, uh, robotoid um, transmissions or transference. They're showing you how an alien race came to the earth and they 
duplicated or doppelganged a group of people and then took over their position. It was amazing. Um, some of the tech that they were they were uh, utilizing, and when you look, whoop, when you when you see, whoop, when you what is this? Well, that ain't it. Um, let's see if I can find it. The um, where these guys actually, well, when you even see the the, the eighth man or Tobor, Tobor. <laughs> You know the um, um, how you see the uh, the, the uh, transhuman aspect aspect of this. It's insane. And again, we're talking 1966, 1965. You know, um, let's see here. Yeah, yeah. I had these things up here all the time, and they somehow wind up. Going into the ether. <laughs> Let me see if I can find it here. Um, let me see here. If I can do it this way. I think I found it. Yeah, here we go. Okay, I'm going to... I mean, it, it sounds really corny, all the stuff that they did to, you know, uh, give you the impression of power. But anyway, I want you to watch this because it's the the effect, the effect that they're that they're putting out there. It's incredible. Here we go. Okay, we got never, Nazis never disappeared. People, yeah, well, the Fourth Reich. It's the United States. Everybody knows that. United States and Canada. You know. What's my opinion on B-17? It used to work good. Not as well as it used to. I'm that old. I'm ancient, honey. I am ancient. <laughs> I'm past old. Hell, old was a long time ago. I'm ancient. When you get this far in life, you you know you're ancient. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm ancient. I'm telling you, a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that we're seeing today, they were entertaining my generation back in the '60s. The, the Astro Boy. I don't know if any of you have seen Astro Boy, but go look up Astro Boy sometime. You know. The difference between today and then is that today uh, cinema has uh, refined their uh, uh, technology to make it more realistic. You know, to make it more realistic. You know, the um, uh, back then when you look at the, when you look at that cartoon, it looks really, really, really flat. But back then, that was state-of-the-art. That was state-of-the-art. They were going to some, what they would call a kind of techno uh, cartoon. Because prior to that, you only had Bugs Bunny and uh, Walt Disney, Donald Duck and Goofy and Mickey Mouse and uh, 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 Daffy Duck, Coyote. 
those cartoons were like flat by comparison today. I think they maybe might have been one or two dimensional. So when you see this and you see the ability that this transhuman machine has and it's powered by a radioactive reactor having two computers this has been the theme for the last 60 years every time they show you something on a sci-fi level with a machine having at least a backup brain and a mainframe well there's another movie out there called monsters of man and when you see that you see them having tech uh, created a techno soldier and he too has two brains the mainframe and one as a backup um my daughter has an allergic reaction to something she ate probably soybean oil she now has a rash on her face with highs she is embarrassed and asked me to ask you if there's anything she can do. Try to incorporate more zinc uh, and, and retinal palmitate. And try to find and use sunflower lesson to help break that down, get it out of the system. You know. So um, yeah, that what a load of bullshit that is. She's now see, be the light trying to yank my chain. And then if I say something, you're getting testy again. <laughs> See, like I said, my generation got was the prototype to a lot of shit. We got hit with so much psychological horseshit. It wasn't even funny. You know, if you go back... Um, I know, <laughs> I know. Uh, if you go back, you see the shows we had in the 60s. We had, what did we have? We had combat, a lot of westerns, uh, uh, game shows. Uh, what else do we have? Cartoons that were just becoming more predominant. And the cartoons was also a uh, brainwashing program. Every time you saw a cartoon, they were like a half hour. And then what wound up happening every five, every seven to eight minutes, they had a commercial on there for cereal. Can't get enough that sugar, Chris. Sugar Frosted Flakes, they're great. And all these other different cartoons, you know, Sugar Pops and uh, Cuckoo, Cuckoo for Cocoa. Every seven to eight minutes in a half hour cartoon segment, you got a, a, uh, a commercial. Then when the kid went, to the um, went to the grocery store, and they went down the uh, cereal aisle. The kid would have a, an epileptic fit. Oh, ah, because there's all these colors. So now the kid had to choose one or two boxes of cereal, and because he's he, every commercial had. You know, Lucky Charms and Frosted Flakes, Sugar Pop, Sugar Crisp, all of them, right? So now the kid's having a a drug withdrawal. He wants them all. <laughs> then when you get them home and they start to eat these things, what do they do? They're, it's nothing but pure sugar. 
So now the kid eats the bowl of cereal. He's bouncing off the walls for three hours. That was like the first, one of the first things that they did to initiate mind control over kids, just, just with a cartoon. The parents got to see different drama, dramatization, and they slowly brought in the sex thing and brought in different uh, elements of women's liberation and uh, uh, trying to straighten out the racial differentiation and all kinds of bullshit. And today, here we are, waiting to be told to put on a mask so you can be protected from another invisible disease that doesn't exist. So did you get my email I sent you on the cartoon super? Yeah, I did. I looked at that, and then I jumped into um, Eighth Man. I, I put the link up there. When you go look at Eighth Man, like I said, look at that even. And you look at it even at Supercar. Supercar. And there was another one done with puppets. And I'm telling you, the the um, the um, the technology they were showing us back then indicates that this technology came from another reset. Fireball, okay, yeah, yeah. So these, that tech that they're showing you there was, again, 50 years ahead of the time. 50 years ahead. They were showing space travel. They were showing uh, lunar landings. All kinds of stuff. And there's no way they could have even known about this stuff at that time. You know, we had so many things going on at the time. The war in Vietnam, racial racial discrimination, racial uh, rioting, um, same corrupt political bullshit, um, mass unemployment. And it seems to have been, been the theme forever. Forever, forever, forever. It's the same shit. Every generation gets goes through the same crap over and over and over again. Imagine that. And then you wonder why we can't evolve. Because we can't remember what we did two days ago. Hell, sometimes I can't remember what I did an hour ago. Something I have to think, well, what did I do with that hour? <laughs> I know I did something with it. <laughs> you know. It's, and again, this is all part of the agenda. Now, we're talking about neural networks here. Well, that's all of us these days, you know. That's all of us. And like I said, when you look back, you see some of the stuff that was going on. If you can remember, I would have to say the 70s were the sitcom era. You had all kinds of sitcoms, and each of those sitcoms were designed to program or reach out and touch people in different angles to see what programs were adhering with people. Cartoons are also being changed and uh, being adapted to more of a mind control. 
and each generation became more and more pronounced, even from the music. Okay, the '60s music was what I would call to by today's today's standards would have been considered bubblegum music. Yeah, the Beatles, I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was some simple little ditty or lyric, you know. Uh, and then in the '70s, we got into something a little bit more brash. In the 60s, you also had soul music and a little bit of country western. I think by the time we got into the 80s, we got we got into what they call a rockabilly. Yeah, if you start thinking about everything that we've been through and how we have um, been subjected to so much program, that's why today we got so much confusion. We got so much. We got hit with so much shit to try to figure out or discern which is real and which isn't, which is which is the truth and which is bullshit. It takes a great deal of effort. And then, if you can put what you've learned in today's time and what they're doing in today's time, you may be able to recognize recognize that pattern again. That's why they want to kill all all the rest of us. Who have reached that big 6-0 mark. Some of us still remember what, what, how this has transpired. You know. You remember at nighttime, uh, you came home from work. And they just got people working longer hours. And women got into the workforce because they needed to be equal. You know, even though they, that doesn't exist, that never did exist. Women want to be equal. Yay, we want equality. <laughs> How's that working for you? <laughs> and yet was doomed to fail from the very get-go. And the reason why it was doomed to fail TV dinners, there you go, from the get-go is because men didn't have Liberty or freedom either or equal rights. Men don't have equal rights with each other. Never had. And when women got into the workforce working with men, they felt they were being discriminated against. It wasn't even being discriminated against. It was like a pecking order. Everybody was fighting for those rights. And then the colored people got in on the game. And then they made them feel like they were hard done by and uh, suppressed and oppressed and all this other bullshit. And again... They don't have equal rights to this day. Nobody has equal rights. That's the thing. If everybody sat there and started talking about equal rights, you'd find nobody has any, any whatsoever. And all that did back in that time frame is destroyed. It destroyed marriages. It destroyed relationships. It destroyed the nuclear family. And it gave the government clear and free access to take students take the parents' children and to mold them the way they wanted to mold. That's why when you came home from 3 to 5 o'clock, you had, or 3.30 to 5.30 or wherever, because then you had the news at 6 o'clock, you had cartoons on. All kinds of kids' cartoons. Yogi, Bear, Quick Draw, McGraw, all that shit. Why was that? Because when the kids came home from school, it gave them the ability to further con to continue their programming. While they were being entertained, they were also being programmed. Was tax from the, yeah that too, that too. Uh, Tom and Jerry, yeah. All and again, 
uh, what was it? Bugs Bunny, one, one of the cartoons they were monitoring, had over 70 violent, 70 violent activities within the first minute the cartoon came on. Tom and Jerry was also extremely violent. Uh, Coyote, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Roadrunner and Coyote. These are all programming kids to become violent. But nobody thought of it that way. These are just innocent cartoons. You know. And they're getting, well, not really. I guess it depends where you grew up. They didn't really want, they gave you some homework if you had a teacher that was old school. But most of them didn't give you homework. They let you go home and let you let the programming take over. So when you came back to school the next day, after a couple of weeks of all these cartoons you're watching, you'd have fights and gangs and all kinds of stuff start happening in, in the environment because the programming began to initiate. This is all mind control experimentation they were doing to us while we were younger. Imagine that. They didn't care about you or me. They didn't care about our mental faculties to become more um, evolved. In fact, they wanted you stupid. And in fact, they allowed the violence to go on into the educational system so that one group would intimidate another group, opening them up to, uh, opening them up to more uh, programs and more uh, operating systems to be, again, programmed into the people. Because if you're afraid, you're going to, you're, you're a lot easier to control. So you got half the classroom getting extremely violent with another half that wasn't violent. It became a bloodbath, literally. And if you can teach people and make them believe that they are been disadvantaged by another group of people, and then again, use their color or their ethnicity or their religious beliefs or whatever it is, you can have an internal uh, struggles go on, internal battles and territorial battles will form. And again, that's part of their plan. That's all part of their plan. When you look at, when you look at the Middle East, for instance, look what happened to Palestine. Take a hard look at what happened there. They got overwhelmed by a superior military force. They have now been subjected to fear and they're very easily, a lot more easily now to program. And what will wind up happening is these people will become more programmed, more prone to violence up the way. And they won't rest until they get to a point where they can eventually catch up to Israel technologically. Israel is becoming decadent. Becoming completely decadent. And they have, again, infected 99% of their population. Because they programmed them. 
And I've often said that when they made Israel, Israel, it was to gain, gather all the the Hebrews into one spot so it would be easier to wipe them out. They, they've done that in ghettos. They've done that in suburbs. They've done that in rural areas. If you're in a ghetto and you can't get out, you wind up living in a hostile environment. If you can get out and you go into a suburb, you wind up living in a more controlled environment. And if you live in the rural area, again, it's even more controlled. See, the first environment becomes violent, becomes a pecking order, becomes a um, who's going to be in charge, a power struggle. The second one in the suburbs is because the people in the suburbs now are living better. They have better access to better food. They have access to better products because now they have money. But now you, you, the control measures get in by stressing them or creating such high levels of anxiety that they go to a doctor and the doctor now starts to medicate them. They're thinking that the doctor is doing something good for them, but in reality, the doctor is just medicating them, making them junkies, addicts. Now they produce children, they go to school and try some kind of drug, and now they're hooked. Now they're hooked. Imagine that. And then in the, in the rural area, well, it's the same thing. Now you're isolated. So now they can do whatever they want to the food and water supply there. I'm on vaccinate work for the federal government and have had a pimple-sized bump on the back of my neck, center near the vagus nerve, okay, for years. I used, I used to joke it was my alien implant until I got targeted. The other day I tried to see if a magnet would hold hold to it. It did. What can I do to pull whatever the, the hell is in there out? Well, if it's been there for quite some time, then it has um, assembled and integrated. So you can pulse it with a high pulse, pulse uh, field. You can run a high static charge to it to disengage it. But now it's a matter of getting it out through either uh, flushing, uh, breaking it down. If it can be broken down through enzymatic activity, you may be able to disengage the protein that it may be bound to. Uh, and you may want to start using chelating agents like uh, STS, EDTA, uh, to help, again, filter that out. But if you go to blast it with an electrical charge or even electromagnetic pulse, it may hurt. Just to let you know. Because when that goes, it'll, it'll, it will probably pop. And if it pops, you're going to feel it. What is, good, what is a good thing to take for coughing? Good thing to take for coughing. Well, you can use oil. You can use vitamin C and suck on the lozenge, like, a, like if you had a lozenge. Anything that can coat the throat. But remember as well as I keep telling you all, you're dealing, uh, you're deal yeah, the spike would work. Um, you're dealing with synthetic biology. So you may have something assembling up in your throat area as well. So again, and Mel's mentioning the spike, it would be a bad idea to have, or a triangle, or some other... Um, well, I don't know if it's a good hurt, but it does hurt. <laughs> I have pulled out implants, and it's good they're out. 
But sometimes there's some words that may come out that might be Canadian uh, that because it really hurt getting it out. Uh, make some copper citrate, what's uh, what's citric acid, and put it in your humidifier and inhale. That may that may that may help with the a bacterial overload, but um, that ain't gonna take out something that's been uh, embedded or anchored. Oh yeah, there some of these implants that, that go inside of us with this nanotechnology that, that can construct get constructed gets down the lower end, deeper levels of the skin. So when you let it, when you pop it and it lets go and it starts moving through the skin, when you get to the surface, you sometimes have to help get this stuff out. So you sometimes you have to squeeze. So just in my head alone, I probably pulled out close to 100 implants, you know, through the course of time. And every time I pull something out, I have, I have a little triangle that forms a shape after I remove these things, reminding me that I had been... Um, Subjected to an experiment. For coughing, yeah, it could be nano. Uh, the spike could help. Um, taking a copper citrate would help as far as, again, um, acting as a biocidal into the tissue. Um, but, again, she can she can put one on the shoulder, one on the leg, and proceed to spike. That'll hit the whole body. And don't be surprised if you cough up a fur ball. My 37-year-old cousin is having double mastectomy tomorrow. Really? She won't listen to me. I tried to tell her what works for me. It's a shame. Yeah, well, I don't know why people want so much to put themselves through so much trouble. Anyway, uh, I put copper tape over. It and broke out in several places like it was trying to find a way around the tape. Yeah, it will do that. It has that ability. It has that ability. So, yeah. it. Uh, remember, always remember, you're dealing with synthetic biology and you're dealing with something that can self-assemble, self-prepare, self-replicate. So, again, it's not like you're dealing with a simple metal. You're dealing with something a little bit more. A little bit more. You know. And getting this stuff out can sometimes be problematic depending on how long it's been in in the skin. So if you had this mark in the back of your neck for several years, it may, it may take you about a year or two to get it all out. You know. So just stay persistent. Just stay persistent. You know. You got to remember, this assault has been going on everybody for quite some time. So there's not going to be an easy fix. Never is. Quick fixes are for medical Hollywood. <laughs> medical Hollywood. So, you know, they show you a little drug on television. Hey, you got erectile dysfunction here. Take the spill. And then they show you the guy afterwards, you know, fixing his tie. He's got a smile on his face. And the woman, she's now all over him, giving him a kiss and saying, you know, like saying thank you. Like that really works. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work for everybody either. But anyway, this is the illusion. That's the illusion. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, this is what I mean. They, they, uh, 
there's so many things out there telling us that you know this is going to work and this is going to work and they're acting like they're dealing with a biological pathology and they're dealing with a synthetic biology and they're making more and more proclamations and i think seriously a lot of them are just are just uh, muddying the waters on purpose that's my thought on it they're muddying the waters on purpose so again be on your guard do your best you can with the research you have and avoid the the people with the fairy tale you know they're dealing with a whole different world and the physics of nanotechnology is not the same as the physics in other realms has a completely different laws of physics with this stuff. The smaller it is, the more dangerous it is. Okay. Normally in, in physics, the bigger something is, the more problematic it can be. This works in the complete opposite. Complete opposite. So again, you're not you're not gonna have you're not gonna have a quickie. We all like, sometimes we all like a little quickie. Quickie. But this ain't going to work that way. You are going to be dealing with things that are of a synthetic level, on a programmable level. And this is not the, and this is not the jab. This is just being exposed to the epigenetics of the environment. Those with the jab are just basically being turned off, being shut down. You know, that's what's happening there. So as a result, they, they're dying. You know. And now, and now, let me see, I think I still got this. Give me a second here. I want to see if I can find him. No, no. Let's see here. Yeah, let me see. Give me a second. I want to see. Oh. <laughs> All right, I'm going to play this. If you're in Ontario, Ontario, remember the politicians, the medical staff are being paid very lucrously, handsomely in regarding to propagate more bullshit. The fear fact. I was at a I was at a store today, and I kept telling the woman. She was telling me, "Oh, there's there's there outbreak. There's best. There's no outbreak. There's nothing going on. Oh, the hospitals are full." I almost asked her, "Did you go and check take a look?" <laughs> but this is the shit they believe. Hold on, here we go. I'm gonna let let you listen to this. Whether it's a strong suggestion or a mandate is to try and get as many people as possible to wear masks in indoor crowded settings. Masks are unpopular with a lot of Canadians right now. Not myself, not so much. No, I've uh, become accustomed to not wearing a mask as a blade. And given a choice versus being required to wear one, this man's opinion is a common one. If it was a recommendation at this point, I think I would probably not wear a mask. Uh, that's me personally. But Ontario's premier making a political stop to announce he's extending a gas tax break isn't ready to make that the law again. 
from day one, all the way through the pandemic. I've always listened to the chief medical officer of Ontario. Dr. Kieran Moore is expected to announce a mask recommendation Monday. Nothing more. And Premier Ford told reporters hospital CEOs haven't asked him personally for a mandate. The seven uh, hospitals that I spoke to, CEOs, yes, do they, they want uh, masking. Uh, no one told me they wanted mandatory masking. The call for governments to do more in the face of more respiratory illnesses is growing. We just need something. Right now, there's nothing at all. We're just navigating this on our own as parents and as families. The decision to require masks or take <laughs> other measures may be based on medical recommendations, but ultimately they're political decisions and ones that provincial governments haven't been prepared to make yet. Farah. Sean O'Shea reporting. <laughs> they had this woman... You know, she made that little blip of a comment. You know, we're on our own, and we need, and we want, and she happened to be Asian on top of that. Uh, so I, it almost makes me wonder how they create this dynamic the way they do. They present, because China, like I said, China just got done doing their bullshit, right? Now they're stopped. Oh, we're going to shut, we're going to lower it, we're going to, because now their economy's taking a bit of a beating and they got to, they got to open it back up again. The powers that be, the Vanguard, BlackRock, they control the world, Period. It's not the Chinese president. Not well, we know Biden ain't controlling anything. He can't even. But he was at a meeting, and I even wonder if that was Biden. It's not some sort of robotoid. Um, so again, uh, when we're looking at these people that they get up here, one guy was an East Indian, the other one was an Asian from China or or Philippines or something like that. And all you hear is this bullshit. No one's shown any facts. This is the interesting thing about it. They show you this scenario, and people are so freaking gullible. They show you a scenario of hospitals. Uh, yeah. What a Biden. I don't know what that was. And did you notice? I, I'm jumping to something else here. Did you notice also Trudeau? He was a lot taller and a lot thicker. When he was walking with Biden, I thought that he was one of them was controlling the other one or whatever. Because Biden ain't there. And then I looked at Trudeau and said, Did he put on weight? Did he grow? You know, he looked taller. Yeah. He looked a lot taller. I thought, who the hell's that? So I kind of wonder, you know, what were what were we seeing there? Was that another theater, another stage they set up to get these actors to look like they're they're having a meeting somewhere in Europe? You know. Yeah, that you know what? Expected again to. The the level of stupidity, like I was talking earlier in the show, I was talking to a colleague of mine here in London, or in Windsor, and she's saying the same thing. She says, people are just damn stupid. She said, you cannot believe 
you know, and I explained how she was showing somebody how to take the medica her medication, and the person had no idea. These people will walk off a cliff. If they told them to walk off the cliff because it would stop the corona, they'd all do it. You know. I never wore a mask, have been screamed at. Even had a man wearing two masks called the police on me. Dispatch said they would not send anyone out for that and for, the, for that man to walk away from, from me. Well, you were being very generous. Here we were the spoke Canadian. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. I saw that whole thing. I thought this, this looked like nothing was right there. You know, nothing looked right. Unless they opened up a portal to another universe and we have a, we have a replic replicate scenario there of stupidity. But Trudeau looked taller and he looked a lot fuller and Biden looked like a skinny, a skinny mini. He looked like he had penetration the way he was walking. I wondered if Trudeau had anything to do with that. You never know. <laughs> That's what I mean. If you looked at that, that thing today, you know, makes you wonder. Yeah, it makes you wonder. And I don't even, I forget what the meeting was all about. Now, something to do with uh, the food supply or something. I, I forget now. Um, I don't, I don't know if I have it or not. I got the, um, yeah, hold on. So I'll see if I can find it. Let's see if I have it. Not that one, not that one, not that one. Not that one, not that one. This is goofball here. Let's see if I can find it. No, nope, nope. Give me one second. Um, do a hedge on Twitter. Nope. Was it this one? Was it on Twitter? Nope. I can't find it. Uh, I forget where it was at. The um okay. Yeah, I just put it in the uh put it in my chat and then I'll copy it and put it out here. But yeah, it it, it they both look taller. There we go, here we go. They both look taller. Um see if this will work.
Well, if you got the app for it, you'll, you'll pull it up. I'll play it. Let me let me just. Well, it ain't gonna matter because you can't really see. Can't get the gesture until you actually um, um, watch this thing. It's like I said, it's just amazing. Um, oh, message. See where that takes me. Nope. Oh, another ambulance. This is the third one within three hours. Another one bites the dust. <laughs> So I know I shouldn't be I shouldn't be insensitive, but what can I say? <laughs> you know. <laughs> and another one. <laughs> kind of has a it seems somewhat apropos. <laughs> the uh, image, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, isn't that interesting? <laughs> is Biden in here? I didn't pay mine. Where the hell is Biden? That's Hillary. I see Hillary. I see Stalin. The uh, uh, Korean. Doctor whoever. Oh, in the vid, yeah, 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 yo, oh, yeah. <laughs> how many? How many of you remember Doctor Who? Yo, um, you know, <coughs> Doctor Evil. How many of you? How many have seen Doctor Evil on Double uh, O Seven? Okay, you know how he dresses that coat and he's got his finger in his mouth and Doctor Evil. Well, you should see Biden. He's dressed the same way. <laughs> Yeah, Austin Powers has another one. So, hi, Tony, long-time listener, uh, always learning something new. I would like your input on a supplement which a friend of mine is taking to control their blood sugar, diabetes. It's called berberine. Yeah, it's another herb that can uh, regulate the insulin. Um, how effective it's going to be, who knows? Usually, uh, when people do these kind of things, they overlooked that they got to heal the pancreas. And they got to take things for the pancreas. So, um, it's a short-term fix because it'll, it'll reduce the sugar levels and will help the insulin become more receptive. But there are things you should be using, like Jerusalem artichoke, um, <clears throat> to prepare the, um, oh, what the hell they call it? just slipped my head. Anyway, the parts that that um, produce the insulin, Langerhorns, uh, they should be using um, things like um, oh hell no, well enzymes for sure to take the load off the pancreas. Can you actually actually use glandulars? There are certain specific vitamins and nutrients that work with in the regenerating of the pancreas as well. So, and even fasting, uh, fasting every so often gives the pancreas a chance to rest and to repair. Uh, so, there you go. So, yeah. So, again, there are a lot of things that regulate the sugar. Chromium trivalent regulates it really well. 
um, bitter melon, Corella, juniper berry, uh, peppermint, ginseng. They will all regulate the insulin. So like I said, she may want to look at repairing. You know, start looking at repairing it. Because if she doesn't change her diet, she's not going to change anything and just going to take this herb, eventually that won't work. Eventually that will further exasperate the damage to, um, to the pancreas. And then she'll wind up on some sort of medication. So, uh, see again, this is another thing. Um, this is another thing they did back in the 60s and 70s. 70s, they came out and stated they could no longer heal anybody. The only thing they could do is treat. Because if they treated you, your health condition would not get any better. They actually treated the health condition to maintain and sustain so it doesn't, didn't break down. So, again, they never fix it. Okay, how much potassium iodide drops should I give my daughter a day? Why are you just giving her potassium iodide? Why aren't you giving her Lugol's? It's the Lugol's iodine that regulates the uh, endocrine system, regulates the thyroid, regulates the immune system, regulates cellular health. Potassium iodide, they give that as a short-term fix for over overloaded radiation, but it's the Lugol's you should be using. And I would give her four drops a day. Well, I'd, I'd put some on her hand, her arm, and have her do a test to see how long it disappears. Based on that, I would probably have you do at least four drops two or three times a day, depending on how quick it disappeared. So um, that's how I would do it anyway. Takes about an hour to disappear. Okay, so she's really short. You always pair with selenium. There you go. So, and again, these days, these are the days. And they told you those were the days, my friend. <laughs> we thought they'd never end. <laughs> you know, I'm finding, I'm also I'm finding this too. A lot of people I talk to, especially believers, those who believe in Jesus' return, they're so fed up being here it's amazing when you hear uh everyone's comments they're tired they're wore out and they can't wait to get out of here you know so and i find that it it um it it seems to be more and more believers are speaking that way you know so again um So, we are in those times, you know. We are in those times. We are in those times. Okay, so where we're at now? Okay. I think we pretty much covered the show. Wow, we reached that number again. 91 people. Wow. That amazes me. That really amazes me. Okay, let's see what we got here. Oh, that was a pump bike. Oh, I'm in the wrong one. I think I'm in the wrong one. Nope, I'm in the right one. 
I'm trying to see if there was something else I wanted to point out before I wind it down. Um, let's see here. Well, okay, I want to make a comment too. Windy, the Windy map uh, of late, they have not been showing the information they were showing. Um, in fact, I think the thing went stealth. But the one in Michigan is still showing that they are assaulting very heavily. So again, um, so we're going to look for the radar in Canada now. They have shut it down for now. So stealth more. I think they're waiting for that. Waiting for it to um, calm down. Maybe too many people are complaining, but you'll still see a lot of circular areas. Again, up near Cold Lake, you'll be see a big circle. In the Toronto area, or just north of Toronto, you'll see a big circle. Um, so activity still still engaging, for sure. Still engaging. So we got here. Um, Huh. Let me see here. I think we pretty well covered the whole show. Yeah, I think so. Okay, what I'll do tonight is I'll post the other links on there as well um, uh, in regarding to other top subject matter. So you'll have them. Uh, and again, I'll probably as soon as we get done, it usually takes me about 10 minutes to post. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's see what we got here. I love the show. Uh, I would put it internal as far as the iodine goes. Putting the drops on her wrist and rubbing it on, she will absorb it, but that will also be able to tell you how quick she's absorbing it. Uh, oil gets it inside quicker. The skin is more like a time release. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so usually that's what I normally tell the women to do. Put it on the skin. Sometimes they'll put it on the skin and take it orally, depending on how low they are, to expedite the reloading of it. Again, with all the with all the um, radiation we're being exposed to, uh, that's being basically exited out of our system quite quite quickly. And women need twice the iodine that men need. Okay, so you have to understand. It's important that your iodine levels are functioning so that your, not just your thyroid, but your endocrine system is functioning. So that you, the estrogenic uh, load that you put on your body, that your body puts on naturally, can begin to convert properly and leave. Okay, Guys need more selenium. So, but iodine is also required for, for both. So again, uh, if you need to do a skin and oral, do so. Um, oh, wow, okay. All righty. All right, I think we're near the end. Uh, and what I always say at the end of these shows, read the Gospels, read what Jesus had to say. Pay attention to the interdimensional war coming in Revelations. Look at the New Testament, Seeing how people evolved in their faith, and you, that you as well will too, if you decide to believe. It's again your call. 
But again, I can't emphasize enough the need to read the Gospels. Um, so again, because of the nature of what is happening today, and like I said, I showed you a verse in Psalms 10. If you read Psalms 10, you're gonna it sounds like today. It sounds like today. You know, um, today's times. So again, read that. Get when you get a chance, read Psalm 10. Another thing to look at. Um, but anyway, read the gospels, read what Jesus had to say, and then go from there. I always say it too at the end of these shows that we're still here by the grace of God. Remember that. So till the next segment, to your health. Take care. <laughs>